Very bottom. Yeah, uh, go up. Just move your hand up till you hit that knob. Not that one. That one. Make that flat with the rest of them. What, am, am I not good enough for you? None of ah. us are good enough. <laughs> what are you, chopped liver? Tee-hee? <laughs> yes, uh, the answer is yes. All right, well, well, you know what, since we're all at the microphone, I'm gonna... Might be a little Bernie. I'm just gonna... A Bernie? Oh. A little Bernie. Oh, yeah, no more. Oh, that's so good. It's well, so much better. Adam's not here, so we can just vape. <laughs> well, as soon as we actually start, I'm going to put it away. Welcome to Vapecast. There's already I enough mean, of those. I thought it was for a while. And by the way, I like I hate watching vape videos. Yeah. The, well, They're so stupid. Yep. Some sort of like hipsty trendy Hipsty? Hipsty, 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 yeah, hipsty is the new word. It's the new. Yeah, it, it's, the not, new word. it's not hipster e anymore. It's just hipsty. No, it's get hipsty now instead of get swifty. <laughs> and then I don't know. They're always wearing like huge glasses and they have like unkempt hair and yeah, they're yelling at you really loudly. Uh, uh, yeah. Is a hipsty a cross between a hipster and a hippie? It's all, yeah, it's always some dude like with like big thick rim glasses and like tattoos and a beard. And he's always like, hey guys, welcome to this brand new video. Uh, today we're looking at a brand new it's mod. It's got like six minutes of intros and like yeah. eight minutes of it, outros. It's the YouTube trend to have like fucking 10 minutes of talking intro a whole bunch then, of useless shit like i just want to know how to build my coils dude just get to the you, point do you know what yeah. i'm getting tired of doing what? i'm getting tired of being told to do physical actions to the like button <laughs> i'm not going to slap lick chop fucking fuck any of it don't <laughs> tell me to do it i'm not doing it smash the fuck out of that if we don't get five hundred thousand likes as I will H3, kill this H3, dog. Say, yeah. But I love the H3H3 bit on that where he just fucking starts losing his goddamn mind. Starts off with like 20,000 likes. Then it's 500,000 likes. Then it's 20 million likes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Just, just nuke that fucking like button. From orbit. Yeah. Nuke it like it's Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Fucking. <sighs> I love H3H3. He's a good guy. We're actually going to be talking about him in a little oh. bit. See, cool. I have, I am not familiar with H three H three, like except for the name. Oh, he's. Uh, I know you've shown him to yeah, me, Ethan Klein. He is a fantastic YouTuber. He's great. Okay, well, he's I know one that... of those. He's one of those guys who gives. He he doesn't give a quarter of a shit about fuck all. It's amazing. It's. <laughs> 
he he's responsible for this one picture that got circul- circulating around the web of like circulated circulated uh and it's just Circle like a, what she sees what uh, what he sees what she sees and it's like during fellatio and it's like what he sees and it's this beautiful woman from like looking <laughs> down like looking down right and she's like looking up and, the, and like the big eyes and then what she sees and it's just him like just <laughs> like he's just like looking down with the biggest like triple neck going on <laughs> like, it's fucking incredible he's the guy That's responsible amazing. for the vape nash videos uh yeah, you've shown him to me but like the, i don't the chub and tuck have unconscious sex with the light bu- like button <laughs> yeah uh date rape the like button all right we got five watchers. Yeah. That's good enough to okay. call this a show. I'm going to do one more puff and then we'll go. I am going to uh, actually, let's, is, is this dry yet? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. I think it's intro time. I need to get more vape juice. Uh oh, well, you're an uh oh. No, no, uh oh. It's fine. Okay. Not like, not like YTV's uh oh. Yeah. We didn't do a thing. No. That's okay. That's fine. We we unmuted it last time and didn't do a thing. That hasn't quite felt right. Welcome well, to come on already. Yet another episode of Unfurled. We're we're into single yeah. digits. Episode negative fucking nine, which oh, oh we're so Just close. Boggles the mind. We we've been doing this now almost as long as our entire run previously. Yeah, we're almost there. And we've done it all we've, in a year and a half. Yeah, we almost reached redemption, redemp- redemption status. Almost. Almost. Although, I'm going to point this out because it's funny. Uh, so far, none of our listeners have gotten the urge as previous to update our, uh, wic- our what is it, Wikifer page. <laughs> and it still says that episodes are trickling out on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny that that went, I don't know who was doing it, but they apparently didn't I mean, come back. To be fair, you know, once bitten, twice shy, <laughs> twice bitten. Never, they're never coming back. Twice, Twice bitten, bitten. It's probably poisonous. You're about to die. <laughs> you have ten minutes to live. Hey, that that rhymed. <laughs> you, you unintentionally rhymed that rhyme. <laughs> so I did. Uh, oh, that's amazing. So yeah, episode negative nine. Negative nine. Welcome to the single digits. You'll yeah. get twenty or so of these. I am single digits, Tal. I guess I'm single digits, Vox. <laughs> I'm single digits, irrational number Roland. <laughs> irrational number Roland. Yep. Irrational Roland. Oh. I guess it'd be a rational number if I'm only one digit. Yeah. Oh. Well, to be a single digit, you can't be an irrational number. Those have literally infinite infinite digits. Well, I guess that joke kind of fell short, didn't it? Speaking. Whoops. Speaking. Speaking. Don't speak. Of interesting numbers. Um, just cause that, that brought a thing. Would, would this number be like the number my of mind? viewers this one person has? 
Uh, no, but it would be interesting. What would you say? How how many? Five. Uh, subscribers would you say we had if we had one subscriber plus two subscribers plus three subscribers plus four subscribers plus five on and on forever? Um, I don't know. A very Is large this based number that of YouTube subscribers. video you watched once. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. There, there's a name for this set, isn't there? Uh, there, there is. Well, it's just called the sum of all real numbers. Uh, There you go. Yeah. But, uh, it has an answer. Do you know how many subscribers we had? We'd have if we had that many. How many? Negative one over 12. Oh. (laughs) See, I love math for being able to simplify shit like that. The, The sum of every number, every real number that exists, all of them. Meaning an infinite number of them isn't infinity. It's negative one over 12. It's an infinite set, but apparently resolved <laughs> to negative one over 12. That's amazing. <laughs> you, you, we should link that video later. We, we should. If, if, you're, if you're curious about it, uh, just go to the number file video uh, about the sum of all real numbers. I think it's actually called like one plus two plus three plus four. Uh, but if you look at that video, it's really interesting and they have a link to another video. Like they've got the simple explanation. Then they actually have a link to another video with all these Riemann Zeter functions that they do to show you how it actually works. I, I don't know what a Riemann Zeter function is, so I'll look uh, it up later. I no, watched the video and <laughs> I still don't quite understand yeah. what a Riemann Zeter function fair, is. That's how I feel after the end of most number file videos. Like, <laughs> that's really cool. I still don't have a fuck what you're talking about. Yeah, but that's okay. We're just gonna accept your premise and go. I, I love a lot of the Tom Scott videos where I think it was number file I saw him on first, but he's got a lot of interesting stuff about history and programming and mathematics and space hmm. and time and mathematics is actually really interesting. When he you will start tell looking... you why time zones suck, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know, like, a lot of that mathematics stuff is, is actually super interesting when you start looking at the actual interesting stuff and not just, like, you know, The arithmetic they teach you in fucking yeah, trigonometry. You know, the 360 degrees equals 2 pi in radians or well, whatever the fuck. Teacher, teachers always kind of ruin the magic when it comes to that kind of thing anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, enough about math. All of our uh, all of our college student listeners just checked the fuck out. <laughs> They're like, no, uh, no, I get I get more. Than I have to do math it. at school. I'm not doing math that, right now. Or they're <laughs> nerds and they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, negative one over twelve. Uh, <laughs> Can we please not have a math? I mean, odds are they're not learning about that in college. Uh I mean, once you get into like, if you're majoring in mathematics, you'd probably know that. Yeah, you're also probably not going to college for it. Well, college, university, same fucking Post difference. Secondary. Post secondary. Fuck, <laughs> um, you could be going to a technical school for math for all I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of something that has nothing to do with university, um, today, today, we're talking about what most of the internet's talking about. What shall we do today? What shall we do today? We're going to talk. What shall we do today? We're going to talk about uh, YouTube. YouTubes. Uh, a thing we actually 
participate in. We do. We do. We rely on YouTube for a lot of things. Hello, and this actually does apply to us in a way. Uh, we're going to talk about YouTube, uh, the, Wall Street's, the Wall Street Journal, Wired, and uh, a little bit of PewDiePie. And uh, what Everybody has happened with that? Pie. So, for those of you who've, uh, you know, this video is a bear baby's first YouTube, um, there is a YouTuber by the name of PewDiePie. You may have heard of him. He only has somewhere around 53 million fucking subscribers. Yeah. And is currently the most successful YouTuber yes. on, the si- on the platform. Like. Number by, one by a lot. He is the McDonald's, you know, to McDonald's to fucking the next one. That's PewDiePie to the next highest subscriber kind of thing. Like he is a large margin, far and away the most subscribed YouTuber. Yes. Um, and 50 million fucking people. That is incredible. That, it, it's a lot. That is a fuck ton of people. Yeah. He's got more reach than most people. Well, I, I think than any people on the planet, as far as who he, the number of people he gets to talk to on a daily fucking basis. Yeah. So, um, being a person that is that much in the public eye, uh, of course, there's there's gonna be situations where they'll come after you. Oh they, yeah, they I just mean, they will. They people they're with like. You know, a hundred thousand subscribers have people come after them. I can't imagine the at shit. A, yeah, but at a hundred thousand subscribers, the people coming after you are like Keemstar, <laughs> <laughs> who's T- top just, ten MMOs. <laughs> well, Keemstar and fucking like you might show up on one of Scarce's video, but other than that, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and if Keemstar talks about you, I just assume that you're a you, that's a success right Kept there that is one in the win column yeah if keemstar hates you that's great you're doing a good job <laughs> which one's keemstar he's the one who at one point uh told a bunch of people that uh some dude was a pedophile then turned out he wasn't and like he just starts a whole bunch of fucking drama on youtube like calling people pedophiles and calling people all kinds of bullshit and then actually doxing people. And then, yeah. So like, he's a shitty person. Yeah. He's just a shitty person all around straight up threatening to murder people using racial slurs, like actually not like as a joke, uh, but like actually denigrating people. Amazing. Yeah. Bad. Not a good time. Um, so PewDiePie. Was in the news. Like what happens when you hear, when you have somebody that's fifty fucking million subscribers. Uh, he ended up in the news um, because so a while back, uh, PewDiePie had posted a video that he he actually came under fire for it uh, a while a while ago. This was weeks ago. Uh, he had posted up a video uh, where he was making fun. Well, he was kind of poking fun at this site named Fiverr. Uh, and if you've never heard of it, it's not a, it's not very popular right now, but basically the idea is, um, that you go on this and you offer to do things for five bucks, right? Somebody pays you five bucks and you do a thing. Yep. And a lot of it's like, I'll make a video dressed as some person saying whatever you want. Like there was that one guy that I can't remember his name. He's that, that black guy who does those videos where you can pay him to just read and say anything. He just makes a YouTube video where he talks it just huh. says says things. That's that's what he does. 
You can pay him. He'll he'll he did happy birthday down to like fucking reading 4chan memes like <laughs> like everything. And he does it all for 5 bucks a video. It's pretty fantastic. But the same idea on Fiverr. Um so PewDiePie went on there and he actually paid these two people uh you know down in like cambodia or some shit five bucks to hold up a sign that says death to all jews and he didn't really think they'd do it and then they send him the video and he sees it and you can he's like streaming his reaction and it pops up and they unroll the sign and it just says death to, death to all jews and he's like Oh, oh shit oh my god i can't believe this is really happening you know he and like the whole th and and it was uh um uh, it, he got a lot of shit for it he apologized for it and like one of the things though that actually got missed by a lot of news or news organizations was the whole thing was supposed to say death to all jews subscribe to keemstar right oh no so like he was again it was a joke he was you know making fun of keemstar more than anything also making fun of the fact that you can just pay somebody five dollars to hold up a sign that says death to all says Jews. Whatever you want yeah um you know kind of like I, I can't believe i'm paying people to fucking do this and a bunch of shit happened so those two people actually they got blacklisted on fiverr at, at which point pewdiepie was like holy shit don't blacklist them you know, I'm the one who paid them to do it. Yeah, blacklist, uh, blacklist me. me. There, don't don't punish them for my bullshit. Um, you know, and it, generally, he was actually a pretty stand-up guy about the whole thing. He's like, he, you know, he's like, no, obviously, I do not believe any of that. I apologize for for it. It, you know, I'm a, I am just a comedian. No, uh, made and a joke in poor taste and it didn't go the way i wanted and you know people were offended and i apologize and all that bullshit don't take it out on these people and you know there was a couple that like he paid another guy uh who to dress as jesus and say hitler did nothing wrong uh you know just general 4chan sh shit 4chan bullshit yeah nothing really subscri sub subscribing nothing really surprising in the internet age and nothing that you wouldn't see on any 4chan message board um so that happened now fast forward to today and the wall street journal posts an article about fucking uh about how pewdiepie is essentially the next big anti-semite and racist because and how the next big anti-semite <laughs> yeah and like <laughs> talking about how he's anti-semitic and how he's a racist and talking about uh how like basically saying you know disney has like disney maker studio has dropped him uh from their uh uh what's it is it like a network or whatever yeah basically um, from their program yeah he so they they've dropped him uh so he's no longer with maker studios and then uh, you know and again uh, they posted a bunch of shit like highlighting his anti-semitic comments and like talking about one video where he dressed up like a nazi and watched hitler videos and stuff uh, but the, uh, you know and then and then after that you know like wired and a bunch of and forbes even 
pick up this bullshit. Like, so Forbes writes an article, you know, because then, you know, after that happens and Maker Studios drops him and this Wall Street Journal hits, YouTube's like, uh, nope. And they dropped, uh, he actually had a YouTube Red series called, uh, like, Scare PewDiePie or something. Yep. Um, and they dropped it. Like, he had, he was about to release the second season. He apparently was pretty much done with the second season. He was about to release it. And they're like, nope, that's not happening. Canceled. Canceled, canceled, canceled. Just hands off the whole thing. Yeah, we're not doing it anymore. And, uh, you know, Forbes then releases an article saying PewDiePie has shown the world why, uh, you know, giving money to influencers is a bad idea, essentially. And, <laughs> and the whole thing turns into a clusterfuck. Wow. Now, here's the thing, right? People are taking a lot of... The dis this is the disappointing thing. It was the Wall Street Journal, generally considered a reasonable paper, right? Yeah. Um, Usually good for their fact checking. And so the video where he was uh, dressed up as a Nazi and watching Hitler videos, that was him making fun of the YouTube Heroes program, saying that it was very Nazi youth esque. And uh, you know, it, it it again, it was not him going, yeah. I love Nazis. No, the, impli the implication was that they're bad and this is like that. So this is also bad. Yeah. This was in no way support of this thing. Right. And that's what they did with every single fucking video. Every time he has made any kind of comment at all that can be remotely construed as racist or anti-Semitic, they basically took that, cut it, and then just put that in going, see, he's obviously anti-Semitic, right? And other sites posting shit about how fucking, um, like, apparently white supremacist groups just like, they're like, yeah, we fucking love PewDiePie. PewDiePie, meanwhile, <laughs> the second he found out that that was happening, he's like, no, fuck you guys. I have no love for you at all. Go away. I'm not your guy. <laughs> right? You, you obviously missed the joke. Yeah. So he, like, and that's the thing. The second he found out that that was a thing, he immediately was like, nope. Released a statement. I don't support this. I don't condone this. Right. And like that, you know, it was a very well written uh, statement about how, you know, it, it, it's just jokes. I don't in any way believe that, you know, it, you know, uh, Jews or black people or whoever are, you know, any less than anyone else. You know, it, you know, he is not anti-Semitic, but the Wall Street Journal, Wired, Forbes, all these fucking, uh, I don't know so much about Wired, but Wall Street Journals and Forbes at the very least, uh, rather respectable papers fucking trying to tear him fucking down. Amazing. So, yeah, it's basically turned into a massive character assassination attempt on, on the part of a bunch of newspapers. And the thing that disappoints me the most about this entire situation is the fact that what this is going to do, since this is very obviously a bunch of fake news and or bad reporting. Mm -hmm. Mostly bad reporting. Uh, well, the thing is, not not even bad reporting, but blatantly misrepresentative port, uh, mm -hmm. reporting. Purposely misleading, right? That's as close to fake news, I think, as it gets, really. I guess so, yeah. And 
the the problem with that is guess what wall street journal and forbes magazine you just gave trump and his supporters the ammunition that they they've been craving to show hey look at these reputable sites and this fake news because people used to be like oh you know this article was just released and trump's like ah it's fake news and people are like it's literally the wall street fucking journal that's not fake news and he now he gets to go no see it is and this is this just goes back to what i was what i've been saying for like weeks now they're all fake news they're all shitty sources they all suck and And it's it's kind of why we've we've sat here and said like you know you need to you need to make sure you're always especially in the modern day here uh going around and you know researching it yourself it's become very difficult to actually find out what's correct and what's oh yeah simply being pushed out by whoever the fuck well and like that's the thing is like at this point it's like who the fuck do you believe no anymore yeah no one like (laughs) you know well it's Um, getting dangerous to put your trust in any source in in any source unless you're getting it fucking first party which let's be honest most people don't have the time to go back and watch fucking 18 pewdiepie videos to figure out what he was actually talking about yeah it's like and you know you're talking about getting your information firsthand yeah i'm a dude in calgary i'd had yeah. don't and and like the thing is with there's a lot of people who are going to be like oh it's just pewdiepie you know it doesn't matter he's just fucking a stupid youtuber why do we care <laughs> he's the youtuber though yeah, that that's the thing is he is literally well, the most successful youtuber on the planet career that's now been affected by yes. a lot yeah. of the news and that's coming I mean, oh yeah i'm sure he is going to sit back and now think a little bit more about what he says because it's oh, clear he I, can't I hope he oh, does no, think... no his his closing remarks to the wall street journal was was try again motherfucker then he kisses his middle finger and holds it up to the camera that that sounds like pewdiepie right like that's <laughs> the thing. he's like nice try you know better I, luck I hope next he time at least learned not to pay people five dollars to hold up signs well and and that's the thing is like was that in bad taste yes does it equate to him actually thinking Jews aren't aren't as good as normal people? No. No. Not in yeah. any fucking way. For a guy who's been as famous on the internet as long as PewDiePie is, should he know better? Well, yes. yes. But yeah. the thing is, th- a lot of his videos are, you know, I hate to use the word edgy, but that's what it is, right? He He pushes boundaries all the time. Constantly. It's crude, crass, dirty humor 90% of the time. And and so, like, this, and this is no different, but people just decided to be overly fucking sensitive about it because, you know, apparently well, you can't. Be, the thing is, it's celebrity. Apparently problem. you can't yeah, pay right? people to hold up signs about This would be the Jews. same problem if Robert Downey Jr. had done this. Yeah. Right? It would be the exact same problem. Well, and, and that's the thing. is Again, with, to the people who are like, oh, it's just fucking PewDiePie. Why do we care? Once again... 50 million people yeah this is one of one of the largest celebrities of our fucking time right people just associate youtube with like you know g-list celebrities yeah youtube is far past the point at which these are just internet celebrities exactly these are actual celebrities well that's just it like youtube is one of the 
uh, entertainment sources of the day. Exactly. Right? You watch TV, you watch Netflix, you watch YouTube. He's no different than a radio star when radio started out. When I grew up listening to, you know, like CBC News, Vinyl Cafe, like... Oh, Stuart McLean. That's all YouTube now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll, we should should talk about that later. Um, But... YouTube is how people ingest their information now. That's where a lot of news comes from. Exactly. That's where a lot of exactly. celebrities go. Well, and and right now, like, the, one of the only news sources I happen to trust, Philip DeFranco. And he has said himself, right, in his words, I am just a stupid guy on the internet. And the fact that I have to point out all the problems with the fucking media is sad. Right. Mm. And, and, and it's true it is if this guy, he's not even he doesn't even consider himself a reporter. He barely considers himself news. Right. He wants to start a news company. But right. For, for the longest time, he's just like, you know, he'd say this is just the show where we talk about things that matter to me today. That was his yeah. whole thing. And that, that's always why I've liked the stuff. I don't watch him regularly, but anytime I do, that's what I get from him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's him sitting there. It's sort of. I don't want to equate Philip DeFranco to us because, I mean, gold to shit, right? Yeah. But um, it is. It's, you know, just sitting down and he reviews these things he thought that were neat or need to be talked about, and he talks about them. Yep. In his point of view, and that's it. Well, it's done. And that's the thing is the way he does it is he, he delivers the facts as much as possible, and then he tells you what he thinks, right? Yeah. I think that's easier for him to do as a single entity. Like, it's yeah. just Philip DeFranco talking about his opinion, whereas... <clears throat> these news organizations are one businesses they're... well the yeah businesses and it's become like, very no... obvious that all they care about now is the fucking clicks yeah that's it right yeah. and like and you see that all the time on youtube too with like the like comment and subscribe yeah like yeah. it's Click seven videos, minutes of like of advertising their shit <laughs> seven minutes of fucking telling people about I encountered how... a 30 minute fucking ad on youtube like oh my yeah God. that should be illegal well, what? or there, there was this one video i watched where this guy it, it was a 10 minute long video and the guy spent literally four and a half minutes of it talking about how he's trying to get x number of subscribers and some number of likes and how he's got these plans to do this stuff but you know he really wants to hit these goals and it would really help him out and thank you four and a half minutes Mm. like 40 percent of the video of the video was him begging for likes what was that website you mentioned that was it was like get to the point Oh, no, that's something I want to make. Oh, it's something you want to... Okay. Yeah. See, I thought it was a real thing and got excited. Yeah. <laughs> so make it a real but, thing but and there, help me get um, excited. But there is a thing where uh, it's some internet law where uh, the any video on the internet, the good stuff starts at about 30, uh, 30% in. Yeah, that, so you that can just about right. So you can just skip to 30% and that's where the video the actually starts. The videos, even today, like, you know, people I like to watch, like Markiplier and Jacksepticeye and stuff... I still skip their intros because <laughs> I don't need to hear them say, you know, you know, hey, Internet, how's it going? The video I'm doing is the no, I get it. I clicked on the link that showed me what yeah. you're playing. Your, Start playing. your fucking your title literally yeah. tells me the thing you're doing, uh, what you're doing it with. And like, yeah, exactly. Okay. The, so so it is called the Wadsworth Constant. 
Uh, the Wadsworth, this is from uh, Know Your Meme of all places. The Wadsworth constant is an axiom which states that the first 30% of any video can be skipped because it contains no worthwhile or interesting information. Okay, so that's what your extension needs to do by default. Yeah, you yeah. just need to call it. Well, well <laughs> th there is an extension for that, by the way. The, the, there is a Wadsworth constant extension. You can install it and it just skips every video to 30% in <laughs> automatically. Um, so that's a thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of shit out there in the media right now. There's a lot of shit on YouTube. There definitely is. But when I see the, I mean, wad, the, the Wall Street... The I Wadsworth almost, I, I almost <laughs> called them the Wadsworth Journal. The Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal is fucking making clickbait bullshit, misrepresenting fucking PewDiePie well, I mean, for the sake of fucking generating outrage. You know, on, like, honestly, this could mean a couple of things. Like, it either means that the Wall Street Journal is checking out other news sources as their source, and they're not verifying facts... So yeah. maybe they just really fucked which, up, which is not which isn't any, any better, better yeah. right? No, it's, it's absolutely it. not. But this has been that's been going on for years now. Yeah, and like I, when fucking Twitter was the one that prompted news sources to go, "Well, these celebrities <laughs> have died," and well, then they're like, "No." Well, or uh, fucking uh, that. Well, that's where Donald Trump gets his news right now. Is Twitter apparently there is which uh, is Twitter not is any Donald better. Trump's entire playground. <laughs> he goes there to have fun. Well, there, yeah. well, it's like that whole like millions of illegitimate voters thing that actually came from some random guy who posted that millions of illegal people had voted in like California, and then that got picked up by the Trump campaign. Which, when it got picked up by the Trump campaign, other news sources were like, "Well, it's the Trump campaign yeah, saying this." Someone obviously fact checked this. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've learned way too late that this is not the case <laughs> ever so um, so that's what happened there by the way in case you were Twitter, curious Twitter's new slogan just needs to be the president's playground yeah yes but yes, uh but anyway so that whole thing with 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 pewdiepie is also important to anybody on the site right because it is shown that places like the wall street journal places like forbes magazine don't give a shit about the context of the statements you make and they will ruin your career over it. Yeah, Just straight they'll, up. They'll pick it up if it's popular enough and run with it. Yeah. So if you're on YouTube right now, uh, there's there's actually a lot of big YouTubers, a lot of controversial YouTubers. Some like one of them that I follow, uh, Jacqueline Glenn. Uh, she's an atheist YouTuber. And she's like, there's a lot of videos where I, you know, she said things that, you know, could easily be taken out of context and t make her look like a terrible, terrible person. I mean, there's a reason we don't have our old episodes online. Yeah. And it's because we said some stupid shit we in did. our old episodes. And Horrifically is, offensive well, things. Uh, uh, terribly offensive things that we never actually believed, ever. Yeah. Anybody like, that listens it was to clearly us. Jokes, yeah. But even then, we looked at it and we're like, this could misrepresent us. Yeah, this right? could back well, be like in, in backlash waiting to happen. kinds of things all the time. Like, they say some horrible shit, but... Yeah. You know, if you listen to them with any regularity, that they don't mean any of it. Yeah. Exactly. Right? It, it's, a, it's a matter of, like... And, like, that's the thing, is people are getting mad about 
people making jokes, right? When they obviously don't. The internet provides too much insight into the things people say without providing enough context. Well, yeah. It, well, in the the problem is that what happens is somebody somebody will make a joke about something, right? They'll make a black joke, and obviously they don't believe ever that like this is actual this joke is actually representative black people am i right yeah they they obviously don't believe that these things are actually representative of fucking black people or jews they obviously don't honestly think death to black people or death to jews they're obviously kidding so now that you've said those things they're going to be spliced into but yet, when they when they say that in a joking way, they're equated with fucking Richard Spencer, who actually believes that black people are shitty people. Well, yeah. and, and everybody's really quick to throw the hammer, and nobody's willing to actually figure out well, what that means in context. Well, yeah. And like, I, wait, you just said black people. Are you offending all black people well, somehow? Yeah, and and that, that's the thing, is it, it comes down to, like... You know, Do you I, think of us as those people? Yeah, well, and, and yes, like it just it comes down to I don't Why agree people? with Why the, not Hispanic I don't, people. I don't agree with the concept of you know things being um you, you, like you can't joke about them. I I don't agree with anything. No. Well, being, now we're just spending a whole fuckload of time tiptoeing around issues that we should be talking about, but everyone's uncomfortable with. Yeah. Well, and nobody's talking about anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. like you can't joke about anything. anything. Like you can't you can't bring something up in the context of humor because it gets taken as literal comment. Well, and the thing is, is becoming even hard to have a nuanced opinion on on anything yeah, because if you, you don't called out. if you don't toe the fucking party line, you're immediately a racist, right? Like, yeah. so and that's the thing is, I, I do not agree that anything is off limits to joke about. I nothing nothing you want to make anti-semitic jokes go right ahead it's jokes right they might be shitty jokes but they're jokes that can't be off limits cannot period ever nothing not one thing we we've talked about this before too like you you want to joke about abortion (laughs) fucking black people time uh jews and ovens and all that other bullshit it how many fucking holocaust jokes have you heard in your life tons yeah, tons do you know how many actual anti-semites i've met in my life none none yeah none. i don't think i've ever met one person that maybe, honestly maybe, thinks maybe jews are one. subhumans maybe literally one maybe but, like, but even then i didn't know like yeah, yeah. you know like don't equate jokes to that one girl on youtube who made videos literally telling people that jews were subhumans this is not to be confused with those asinine pranks yeah. on youtube well and, and that's <laughs> the, the other thing too is do you know what anti-semi or anti-semitism looks like give you a hint it doesn't look like fucking hitler jokes it looks like no. something more like World War II Germany. It looks like something a little more like Richard Spencer and actual racists. Yeah, actually, yeah. like <laughs> taking actions against them instead of just joking maybe in about poor it. taste, making it, a joke that yeah. some people yeah. might be offended by. I've and said it, plenty of things in poor taste. I mean, it doesn't mean well, I believe yeah. them. Yeah, well, exactly. It, half half the thing about jokes in poor taste that make them funny is the fact that you're not supposed to say them, yeah. right? Is the fact that it's taboo and it's like, oh, I said a dirty word because when you're an adult, fuck just doesn't do it for you anymore. <laughs> you know? It, <laughs> yeah, it kind of lost its impact. 
right? So I, I, and and like that's the thing is this is what's happening is the Wall Street Journal in doing this has brought light to all of this, right? And like you know, and it, it's one of those things too with the whole like. You can't joke about, you know, Jews because immediately anti-Semitic. That pisses me off. I'm sorry. Jews aren't any more special than Christians or, you know, Muslims or Hinduists or Buddhists. And we can make fun of all of those people, right? They can't be any more off limits, right? If I can make fun of Christians and make fucking, like, pedophile priest jokes all the time, which, holy shit, those are everywhere. I'm sorry, but, I'm pretty sure they were being made like yeah. yesterday when I was playing a character that was a priest. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> if I can make, you know, every time I see a priest, if I can make some type of altar boy pedophile joke about that. And nobody's like, that's offensive. You shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, but I can make hook nose rabbis jokes too. Like it, 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 it's all the same fucking thing, mm-hmm. right? Your religion is no more special than anything else. Right. So there is some amount of credence to the whole like, I'm not a racist. I hate everyone equally. (laughs) (laughs) There's a point to which everybody gets to be made fun of. Everyone special. Right. And the second someone isn't able to be made fun of. uh, That's when it all goes down. Right. I mean, the, the biggest problem is, I guess, making those jokes and people feel marginalized. Well, but that 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 it's, does not give you special privilege no, to be offended at something and tell people you can't like, do a thing. Don't get me wrong; like you cannot build laws off of like personal opinion or no. yeah. or things like that. So yes, like none of the things I say bordering hate speech should be held against me with any sort of. Well, and even then, like when it comes to hate speech laws, I have fairly fairly specific requirements for those and that is they must be lit literally and directly inciting violence right that to me is the line not and again there's a difference between you know a joke and call to action yes exactly the thing is it's clear it is a very clear line right Right? and pewdiepie making this video wasn't a call to action no and and like that's that's the thing is that's what i mean by literally and directly because there are people too that are like milo is hate speech and is you know pushing people to genocide and i'm like milo is an asshole but it's not hate speech and it's not encouraging genocide he has never once said that and and like it hurts your argument to even suggest it, but you know he has never once literally and directly called for violence or action mm-hmm. against a group. Never, right? He he has said many times, "Don't touch, don't touch, don't do anything, don't hit them, you know, don't don't do this." He has said in his speeches, you know, you know, white supremacy and stuff is not the way to go. Don't do that. That's stupid. Like. And yet people are like, you know, the obviously this, uh, you know, this whole misrepresentation thing again. And, you know, people people used to think that this only happened to fucking oh. assholes on the Internet. This, this is like the whole dick wolves comment in fucking <laughs> yeah, Penny Arcade. That thing. Like verbatim. <laughs> it is. And like, that's the thing. People used like, to think this has only happened to like assholes. If you think that this assholes. comic is like making you go rape people then stop raping people yeah and like uh, this how was do they, a joke what do they say uh go forth and, and rape, rape no, no more, more. yes 
Like, uh, so it, it's one of those things where also like, sure, if, you can think of these people like less as a person, but oh yeah, you can like you that's can your lose, opinion. You're, you're totally within your right to lose some respect for them because like, you don't holy like shit. Are oh, these yeah. kinds of reactions not okay? Your opinions of other people is fine. You're that's the big thing. You're allowed your opinion. That that's. But, always been good but at the same time don't misconstrue a joke as actual hate yeah right like just don't that is a very dangerous place to go well it, not to mention you're just gonna be in a really hateful world oh yeah well then fucking everything george carlin bill burr and well basically do, do every comedian ever yeah oh do my not. god drawn do together not. Holy shit. Drawn together is everything we're talking about right now as a joke. Yeah. And I mean, it goes places I feel uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is the point. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. <laughs> Fuck I, it. I live on the internet. That that show made me uncomfortable most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Oh, like the one I mean, that really got... stood out to me was the Christopher Reeves joke. That. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, was, that was harsh. <laughs> oh, my God. So, but yeah, anyway, jokes are jokes. And treat um, them as fucking jokes. And treat them as jokes. They are not hate speech, and they do not imply the comedian's belief in anything to do with what that joke was about. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Oh. Is it time for a break? Uh, uh, not, or, not a break yeah, time. I we guess. have a couple of quick things. Let's talk about a thing. Then we'll John, go. We'll John, come back. John McClain. I want to talk about John McClain. So, for those who don't know, Stuart, or yeah, John, John McLean. McLean fuck. Stuart McLean. Yeah. So let let's give some background here. I mean, did either of you listen to the Vinyl Cafe? Yes, I listened to it. Yes. I listened to it Vinyl constantly, Cafe all the time. Stuart so, McLean. For for people who don't know what the Vinyl Cafe was, it was a radio show on the CBC. I think. Uh, um, yes. Regularly, every Sunday. Um, I used to listen to it all the time growing up and, oh, yeah. and stuff. Uh, Stuart McLean was a storyteller, basically. Yep. Uh, his show usually had some local Canadian musicians doing music and throughout, and then the main piece of his show was always a, you know, 20 to 30 minute long story about a, f you know, made yeah. up family, basically in New Brunswick. Uh, yeah, like New, it was like right. New Brunswick. Right. Uh, Running a record store called The Vinyl Cafe. Um, Unfortunately, he has passed away. Yep. He uh, passed away a couple of days ago. He lost a battle with cancer. Yep. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, it It's really sad. It is. And it's it's a hit to not just, like, it hits me hard because, uh, again, I, I've listened to hours yeah. and well, hours of his voice. He's a fantastic storyteller. I, I, I grew loved. up with him. I've seen him live twice. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and shit. It, like, the shows are just as good live as they were. Um, like on the radio that's that's the epitome of my childhood is like sitting in the car with my parents listening to vinyl cafe yeah yeah like it was a road trip thing for for us too it, um it, that's that that is literally what my parents did we, we'd we'd be driving on our way to fucking like montreal or something and yeah. it was just hours and hours and hours of fucking Stuart and the thing is like and i'm sure both of you can attest to this is the way he he told the stories is I found them engaging, right? Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. way he could speak He was an excellent storyteller. If, if, no, actually, not even if, just do it. Just go on to YouTube, look up. You will not regret. Yeah, you will no. look up any story from Stuart McLean on the Vinyl Cafe. Stories. The He's Christmas got, they, stories are really funny. He had a podcast, too. He did, yeah. yep. So, yeah, um, just look up Vinyl Cafe. 
and, and listen to any of his stories. Yeah. They are fantastic. They're they, super yeah. endearing. Engaging. Yeah. They're hilarious, too. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, I, I actually cared for his characters. Like, uh, Dave and, and Morley. Oh. Like, I have a personal attachment to them. Yeah. Well, like, the right? one, the, and, like, there's some that I really remember. Like, there's the one with the bird watchers that I, uh, that yeah, I really I so. remember. Uh, where they're, fuck, what was his son's name? Where uh, Dave's son tries to flush a bunch of weed down the toilet and panic. <laughs> I don't remember this uh, one. I don't remember this one. Actually. It's a good one. Uh, and then there's the one where he decides that he's going to take care of his friend's uh, sourdough starter. <laughs> and see, that's and, and it just stories, goes, it's just a disaster. The stories are mundane. Yeah. But they are amazing in, in their detail. So that's the thing. is his, Stuart McLean's short stories are a beautiful beautiful example of slice of life writing absolutely yes. they the the stories are always about some mundane bullshit like the car breaks down or uh you know dave's son to... is having a trouble in school or that yeah they forget an appointment of some kind yeah like but, and it's it's weird because it's it's yeah totally engaging and again it just builds this passion for what's being spoken about yeah so if you, yeah, if you haven't go find some to listen to. Um, if you can and if you like it, do go and and buy, you know, some of his his stories. I'm gonna wait and see if they're if they make a, a like the vinyl cafe <clears throat> total collection because I will pay. Oh yeah, I, I would a buy lot that. for it. I want them to release it on vinyl. They should the I, vinyl cafe on vinyl. That would I, be, you know how I don't own a record player. I would buy all. Of I would it. buy do the you, shit out of that. Do you know how big that would be though? I would, I would buy <laughs> it. It'd be it'd it was every, this. every Sunday for like twenty Decades. thirty years. Right. Yeah. I would buy a record player and then buy all of them. Yeah, uh, please, like, please go listen to his stuff because yeah. it's uh, it's a big loss for. Canadian it is yeah, a big loss for that Canadians yeah. and that makes me really sad I yeah. didn't know we'd passed when I yeah. when I found out I actually texted my dad immediately and uh I you know I just messaged him I was like did you hear about this and he's like yeah I only just found out an, a half hour ago and he was saying that he you know one of his bigger regrets now is never getting to see him live yeah I, right? I now hold those those memories of seeing him live very close. Well, yeah, it, you know, and that's the thing is he is a piece of Canadian heritage. Absolutely. He, he is, like his stories. If you ever want to imagine what living in Canada is like, like his yeah. stories he, he are a so great place to Canadian. start. Yes. Yeah. His stories are pretty uniquely Canadian. Like screw the stereotypes for like five minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah half no. an hour and listen to Stuart McLean. There's your Canadian like lifestyle yeah. kind of. Yeah. Battered, you know, corner gas that got it pretty close to. But yeah, that too. But I mean, I, I have it, a bad relationship Lionel, with corner gas. Lionel Cafe <laughs> is a more endearing representation of Canadian yeah. life. I, I, uh, the, the thing with corner gas for me is that the set is literally half an hour from my hometown. <laughs> no, for yeah, from, that's literally Saskatchewan life. Yes. This is actually, or, and that's more like Maritimer life. Yeah. Is. Well, Dave, the Dave and Morley, like I always imagine them living like in, you know. Like somewhere around Ottawa, I, I don't know why. It's just what I always imagined. I mean, that's probably not far from no. it. No, they they are definitely like more small out town, in, yeah, small middle town, of small town, small town Ontario. Like still or, in theory, could be Ontario or could be like the Maritimes. Like yeah, definitely east. Yeah, it, it's that's not a west thing. No, but, uh, but red yeah. green is. 
Gunzuka's Canadian oh, show. I was going to say too, my, my relationship with corner gas goes, I, uh, I forgot mother's day one year. Like I, I missed it oh, and I got sat boy. down and I got shown this episode of corner gas where he forgets his mom's mother's day. I haven't forgotten it since <laughs> <laughs> the, the implicit rage was so well captured in this, in this episode that I understand and it will never happen again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, right, I think for now let's take a short break. And uh, did we? Was there anything else? Or uh, I have the one article. Well, the one we can cover it or not. I can save it for next time too. Okay. Well, we'll uh, take a. We'll go on a short break. I guess. We'll uh, we'll let Carr do his talking. Yeah. Okay, get to it. You're in uh, chat. Start typing. Uh, so well, first, set up text to speak for the chat. Don't do it. No, let's let's not ever. <laughs> Um, ever do that oh quick thing before car starts i have a set of rules for our match game idea uh, put together so that i think i can have a premise put together maybe for next episode i won't be here but oh. i will i'll be looking at some prompts to start us off and then okay user submitted prompts we'll use okay but, uh, basically awesome. yeah that works it's gonna be sweet uh so without further ado here is car Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr, and tonight I get to laugh. <laughs> so, this last week has been more kind of hilarity in the realm that is the politics of this country to the south that we've all just become, has just become in a month's space, a complete target of lambasting and satire. Um, but uh, first, we'll start with the beginning of the week. Uh, with, uh, again, the wonderfully Canadian butt of the news. Uh, so Justin Trudeau was able to actually head down and have his first face-to-face meeting with President Trump. Um, and uh, I'd say it went well. So if anybody who hasn't noticed this, Trump's kind of got this thing when he meets people. And this is this is born out of the business world and everything like that with the whole, I'm a dominant alpha male and I've got authority here and you're going to listen to me because I'm the one who's got the power on all these negotiations. Um, and he's, he does this, this pull in whenever he does a handshake with somebody. Um, and uh, long story short, Trudeau did not fall for it. Uh, if you actually watch the uh, uh, the either the footage from their initial meeting or their kind of their first official handshake, or even never mind the pictures that come out before have come out beforehand. Um, apparently, just Trump's handshakes are these things of a mixed opinion of disgust and legend. Uh, if you look at uh, the Japanese prime minister's face after he finished a like twenty twenty five second long handshake, he had this look on his face of just thank God that is over. Um, and Trudeau just moments before the actual handshake just looked at Trump's hand and there's just glorious pictures all over the internet. Um, if you want to see him just uh, Trump Trudeau handshake, just go ahead and Google it. Have fun. Uh, and the amount of memes and photoshops that have already come out of this picture are epic. Um, but again, so for the actual handshake there, Trudeau, Trudeau did not uh, fall for it. He kind of did his own poll and you can see Trump is very, very surprised at this. Um, and it's just, it's funny. Again, it's it's one of these cases of so many people just seem to underestimate Justin Trudeau. Uh, like, I underestimated his underhandedness about the whole electoral reform thing, but I'm not going to go into that today. Um, but just th- the underestimation of our prime minister is hilarious to see when other people realize what a der- what a, uh, a terrible mistake they've made. The rest of the, the conference was very 
um, you know, top level, like just, yep, continuing to respect the relationship, the enormous trading relationship that Canada and the United States has and, and all this, that somehow managing to actually get Trump to admit on camera that like we, that they rely on freedom of not only goods and services, but also migration of people and the wince in his voice when he said that, when, when Trump said that, that is again, worth the price of admission. Um, but other than just having to uh, play lip service to things that he obviously does not have any uh, any feelings for whatsoever, uh, Trump has had a hell of a shitty week. Uh, oh, and everyone just begins to just grin. So Michael Flynn, who was uh, the national security advisor uh, that that Trump wanted to to take on here, and also before the um, the election, when I was kind of talking about some of his cabinet picks. Uh, this was a man who already that was un- kind of uncomfortably close to some parts of, of uh, you know, Russian uh, politicians or Russian lawmakers. Um, well, he resigned, uh, and in no small part due to lying about the nature of his relationship with uh, Russian ambassadors and the like. Uh, so that was hilarious. And then uh, Trump's pick for labor secretary, labor, the minister of labor. Uh, basically, has uh, decided to withdraw his consideration after basically most of the Republican, uh, even the Republican senators are saying, I I don't think I'm going to confirm this guy. Um, it might have had something to do with, again, the what, who is supposed to be the labor secretary hiring, uh, I don't know, an undocumented uh, worker, illegal immigrant, um, for their housemaid. Uh, because, you know, then that way he could dodge thousands of dollars worth uh in taxes which he is now um on the hook for now that that's been found out so great um and now uh let's see here what else so we now have of course trump going up in front of the uh, entirety of the the white house uh press board himself in kind of an ad hoc news conference and now he's trying to go and trying to claim that his administration is running like a well-oiled machine like a fine-tuned mechanism and that they're going to track down and severely punish the source of these leaks uh, that are bringing this information to the press, uh, calling anything about new, uh, any sort of stories whatsoever about Russians' complete fake news. Uh, again, I really that this is a man who you can now see is coming to grips with the fact that this is the the presidency of the United States is not just applying for a new CEO job. He is not the all-powerful lawmaker that I, I think he thought he was going to be. He is not, you know, the king or the emperor of America. Like, he is bound by the legal strictures and the scrutiny of a democratic government. <laughs> and it's just watching this whole thing just unravel so quickly is hilarious. Uh, because it's like, at this point, I mean, we're already, we're not even... 30 days into his presidency, and he's already lost two of his cabinet picks. I'm not even sure if that's ever happened before. Never mind, like, either in a timeline manner or in just raw number of cabinet picks that get declined. Um, I really should have researched this into seeing just how many of um, Barack Obama's nominations were were declined or anything like that, uh, or even how many uh, of Bush's were. But this, to me, just seems nuts. I, it's, it's, it's just crazy how fast this is collapsing. And I mean, all it's doing is just, it, 
is just making it so that who all the uh, the various new organizations are only going to start digging all the more. People are only going to start realizing just how incredibly and uniquely unqualified for the presidency Trump actually was. And again, it, if nothing else, I'm hoping that the fact that it's just fantastic news um, is going to keep the media wanting to report on it and wanting to uh, to dig in deeper and find this stuff out. Because, I mean, heck, at this rate, it could end up with a resignation of the president by the end of the year because he's only going to go through so many cabinet ministers before, you know, we're getting pretty uh, pretty bottom of the barrel when it comes to candidates here. So, yeah, that should be interesting. Um, now, so everyone is aware as well, this is going to be my last segment for a little while. I'm having to take a bit of a hiatus uh, for some uh, personal reasons, but I absolutely plan on having plenty of back material uh, that I can then uh, report on as soon as I'm able to come back. And I am intending on coming back. This is not a I'm leaving the show, I'm done. Are you kidding me? The amount of material this guy's going to be handing me over the next years? Fuck that. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, for now, that is all for me. Uh, as always, my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled, and I'll see you when I get back. Oh, uh, oh, dead air, dead air, uh, dead air, ah, uh, uh. Okay. Whoops. Um, so hold up that book there. Um, oh. I brought this out. Um, so I, I brought this book out. This is the Vinyl Cafe Unplugged by Stuart McLean. Um, this has a lot of my favorite favorite stories by Stuart McLean in it definitely if you can find it go pick this book up oh my it. god you could probably find it as an ebook as well oh yeah probably yeah it, 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 i mean it was a bestseller across canada for a while yeah so yeah go get it read it and, it's fantastic and it's a great it. book especially to our us listeners cuz the Vinyl Cafe was very much a Canadian sort of phenomenon. Yeah. So if you've never heard of him or this series, give it seriously, go give it a listen or give it a read. You'll, yeah. uh, I do recommend giving it a listen over giving it a read. Yeah. Uh, hearing is, him. It, yeah. Hearing Stuart McLean is like half of Vinyl Cafe. It is. It yeah. is. So like on top of masterful storytelling and like just, um, very clean, clever humor. But also I wanted to, I wanted to show you guys this. Um, uh, while Carr was talking about how fast the U.S. is collapsing in on itself, just wanted to show you a funny little graph. This is the uh, Canadian to U.S. dollar chart. I don't want to look at this. It makes me hurt. And, and you'll notice here that the Canadian dollar is going down a lot until right about the election time where there's this weird little blip. It goes up and then down. <laughs> and then since he has been, uh, Trump has been elected, it's been slowly climbing back up. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, so Trump, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, at least till we get to uh, dollar parity. Yeah, uh, please get there sooner rather than later, yeah. please. Um, in uh, along those uh, lines, it was actually really interesting. Uh, uh, Justin Trudeau actually popped up saying that uh, Canada needs to start becoming an actual global economic leader. Yep. As opposed to just being this. The back United line. States heel, yeah, like of the economy. So, but yeah, uh, we're currently at seventy six cents to the dollar, which Ow. sucks. Uh, let's see, the lowest was seventy three cents yeah. to the dollar. It, it hurts. Uh, but yeah, 
So I think I think for today, let's move on to email. Yep. We'll get that read through and uh and we'll cut it off for a bit here. Uh shall I read the first one since I've How many do we have? Two. Two. Yeah. All right. Well you get you enrolling. And again, because of my amazing consistency with editing, there's been a, a lack of our non stream listeners, so I I'm sorry. I'll fix it soon. Um right, so this one is titled Unfurl. Un- they they missed the ED at the end. <laughs> Unfurl. Unfurl. Uh, so, beef would- chicken taffy cabrito with a side of spiders. <laughs> what? what? Um, please help. I need to prepare eggs, which is the best way to prepare eggs. I will okay. post the results when inevitably heck up. Oh, what? I will post the results when inevitably heck up and make scrambled eggs. Okay. Okay. Well, I was going to suggest he goes and looks up uh, Gordon Ramsay's way to <laughs> his scramble scrambled eggs. eggs. Yeah. I actually hate his scrambled eggs. Yeah. I, yeah. I've tried to make them like a dozen times, and I just get lazy and I'm, I scramble them the way I always scramble them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, see, it, I just don't keep creme fraiche on hand. Yeah. I do. Ever. I, I have creme fraiche always I, on I in mean, my fridge. Congratulations. congratulations. Do you eat eggs? Yes. Well then, there all you the go. time. Start making some goddamn Ramsey eggs. Uh, I do. See, sometimes. I buy the eggs because Actually, they're cheap, which means I can't afford it, the creme, creme fraiche. <laughs> yeah, usually, it's Ryu that makes all of the breakfast when he's over, uh, and he's the one who makes the good scrambled eggs. See, for me, my favorite egg is sunny side up. I will eat those forever. Ninety percent of the time, I make over easy. Well, over medium now. I yeah, I love me some some over easy. Yeah, I still love me over easy, but um, sunny side's good too, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's good too. Ugh. Um, Other than that, if you're gonna scramble some eggs, why not just make an omelet instead? Honestly, I mean, you're because sometimes there. you yeah. want eggs. <laughs> like sometimes you want to taste the yolk, right? But he said specifically scrambled eggs. Well, that's what he's going to heck uh, up and He make. wants to prepare eggs. Oh. Yeah, I thought he said he's basically no, he's going to fuck it up and so, eventually make scrambled eggs. Well, in that case, if you do get scrambled eggs, make a sick-ass omelet. Yeah, do it. Um, then he asks, what is the most pure form of bread? And in brackets, what is the breadest bread? The breadstest bread. Uh, Beer. Breadstest Sourdough. Beer. <laughs> sourdough bread is the breadest of bread. Yeah. Yeah. A dense I would, sourdough. Yeah. I would agree. I, I went to Cobb recently, speaking of bread, and I bought this sourdough flax loaf that actually weighed like two pounds. <laughs> like it it was the breadest bread yeah. I've ever had. Because uh, I could uh, kill someone with it. Other than a good sourdough, what I imagine when I think of just bread is like those really, really nice, super moist, soft dinner buns. <laughs> or like a focaccia bread. Uh focaccia th- that that it's falls not really into bread. pizza for it's me. It's not really bread. <laughs> that focaccia is not pizza. It might as well be. It's bread it's with a pizza, bunch of shit though. baked on top it's, of it. It's not pizza. Oh, we're, we're getting food battles. <laughs> it, it, but it is. It's it's bread with shit baked on top. That's but basically no a pizza. tomato sauce or like obscene amounts of cheese on it. Why not? You could have a tomato sauce cheese I focaccia bread. But then you'd bread. be making a focaccia <laughs> cheese pizza. Like. Which I will tell you right now, people do all the time. As a food yeah. Hack. I mean, sure, it's a thing. But focaccia bread is not pizza, even though pizza can 
essentially so in our Venn diagram, we've got a little intersect where focaccia <laughs> and pizza overlap. Yeah. And then one circle is like Tal's hate, and then the other circle is uh, Roland's hate. <laughs> the same Venn diagram. Uh, just Tal's hate, Roland hate, and the overlap is focaccia pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so finally here also... What is objectively and indisputably the best color when mixed with yellow? This information is vital for our survival. Uh, yellow. Green. Uh, yellow is the best color when mixed with yellow. I, I like, I like, I don't know, I like orange, so red. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe red. Get some nice metallic flake in there. You can get that yeah. a pretty sick, uh, you get that, that nice burnt umber paint <laughs> job with the orange fleck in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I'll go and template that out in Final Fantasy 15 later. Yeah. Uh, so this was sent to us by Secret Taco Agent 0069. Did you know that uh, 007 is uh, the name? That name comes from actually. I think it was a uh, who was it? I think it was Queen Elizabeth, who had a massive network of spies. One of which wrote his letters and reports to her under the moniker 007. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> all right. uh, we have another email. Who's reading? Uh, Roland. Yeah, I'll go for it. <clears throat> Titled for reals this time. Aloha, unfurled crew. Alas, Aloha. I keep missing the stream because my friend slash landlord consistently shows up just in time for your show. So introduce them to the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I love visiting with him. So we start chatting and before I know it, Adum is kissing us all goodbye. Uh, I showed him what you do and ended up explaining to him what furry is. I tell <laughs> I'm oh, sorry we ate you. There, there we go. Uh, you did. You did what? Uh, uh, what we were? What you, we told you to do? You did what we just told you to do, and then we're reprimanding you for it. Um, <laughs> uh, I tell people it's a fandom, kind of like Trekkies, but with anthropomorphic animals. Instead of our fandom being about a movie or a comic, ours is self-made. People create their own animal characters and interact with them. Sometimes we dress up like them. <clears throat> we love art, stories, music, and other media in the anthro-animal genre. We are fans of each other. You forgot the most important part, which is it's like 80% porn. Yeah, no. it's just a giant kink festival. <laughs> <laughs> kink festival. Yep. Oh, that needs to happen. It, that... it does. It's called Folsom. No, no, that's like a kink show. We need like a whole no, like on the streets no, festival. Yeah, no. Folsom literally is in the streets. Oh. And it's nothing yeah. but leather and bondage. It and doesn't surprise me at all that everywhere. one already exists and is like a festival. Yeah, There's probably one much like the music festivals I go to. Uh probably. There probably is. Uh, it is, there, is there a sexual burning man? Oh. Actually, that's uh, probably that Folsom. Wasn't skeevy. that like AVN? No, it's probably Folsom again. <laughs> I uh, mean, yeah. Folsom. For those who don't know what Folsom <laughs> is, uh, and I mean, if we're look if it we're up, being, I think just don't look it up at work. If, if we're being fair, <laughs> the the sex shows and like the kink events and all that usually have some fairly heavy rules in place. Uh, yeah, sometimes, except for Folsom. <laughs> uh, I keep coming back to that one because it's. It is a borderline orgy in the street. Well, bigger sample size needed, I guess, then. <laughs> so there's Folsom and then everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, actually. Okay. Um, he thought it was really cool. Uh, most everyone who knows associates me with wolves. Okay. 
Most everyone who knows me associates me with wolves. A lot call me Wolfie. Uh, and have long before I discovered the fandom. Someone finding out that I'm furry is no surprise. It's implied. It's part of who I've always been and what makes me endearing to my friends. The concept of coming out as a furry is silly and just so foreign to me. Thank exactly. You. Yes. Uh, have people outside the fandom reacted to you being a furry? How do you usually explain it? Have you had negative reactions? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, there there was the time I accidentally type-fucked to the wrong person. <laughs> uh, a non-furry friend of a friend. That was weird. That, I bet that got awkward. I, I, yeah, I said it was this, like, paragraph-long, raunchy-ass post. And uh, he replies with, so that's what you're into. And then we ended up tight fucking. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that that was a thing that happened. Huh. Uh, <laughs> but yes, then you're did right. you end up fuck fucking? No, but uh, yeah, it it ended up. Uh, well, you you are right. Coming out as a furry is weird. It's like coming out as a golfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, we we've talked we've been talking about this for years. Yeah, yeah. There is no there coming is out as furry. No need to there come out a, as a furry to anyone. There is an acknowledging that you have a hobby. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because People that's what it is. Knowing you are into furry is not the bad thing. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know. Coming it, out to people like furry is a lifestyle is the bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad thing. <laughs> so, yeah, have people reacted to finding out we're furry? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, there, and most of the time I like I don't even bring it up. I have a coworker. He is fucking funny. I he's a good guy. Uh, we actually have some pretty decent conversations. Um, he. He does not like furries. He especially does not like bronies. <laughs> uh, he thinks bronies are like literal pedophiles. Like he has actual problems with them. And with furries, he's like, it's just fucking weird, man. I mean, man. he's probably not entirely wrong. Well, I mean, maybe. Remember what <laughs> you were saying about jokes and bad taste? Yeah. Well, the thing, <laughs> yeah, that the was thing a is to him, it, to, to him, it's so weird because it's a kid's show. Yeah. It's the kid's part of that that... You, I, I, that I can understand. That, I have... That kind of cyclical reasoning, like, is... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, we have friends who have a kid, and she really likes My Little Pony, and the parents have to be so careful about <laughs> what she watches on YouTube <laughs> because... <laughs> You know, there's that weird side of it that just goes, you know. Well, there, there's the YouTube for Kids app now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. there is. There so hopefully that's like the safe search for Google. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's a thing. But uh, yeah, but him, he's just like, furries are fucking weird. He doesn't really like it. He's like, as long as they keep that shit to themselves, I don't fucking care. Well, I mean, but like, just keep it to the to yourself. So, and at that point, I just in my mind, I'm like, I will keep it to myself. Yeah, like, done. Well, like, and, and yeah. part of the whole thing about like, I don't know, like people finding out you're furry. You've hopefully you've set a precedence of knowing them first. Yeah, yeah. And don't that, make that a don't make that a cold starter. You That's know, yeah, not the way to go. Because yeah. yeah. if you know them first and then they find out you're a furry, they're going to be like, well, I mean, you're cool. So I guess you're one of the cool furries yeah. kind well, of thing. And even then, like, you know, like we've said time and time again, if you make a big deal of it, it becomes a big deal. Yeah. 
right mm. whereas if you're just like if you're talking to people and you're like and they're like so what's all this animal stuff that you're drawing like you're not trying to hide it you're not making a thing of it it's just like what's all this animal stuff you keep drawing it's just like oh it's just this furry stuff that i draw mm. and they yeah. go oh cool cool yeah, i draw wolf people like werewolves but more human yeah yeah and then people Something are like, like that like and that's the thing is that's that, that really is all furry is it's just this furry well, like, shit that people draw and do I, and i kind of had to chuckle a little bit at the comparison between ourselves and trekkies well, because yeah. trekkies don't have the best reputation either no, no they don't for being yeah. fanatical because they make it a lifestyle so, yeah, and so, a big yeah. deal because lots of people love star trek and star wars and like any of the fanatical fans are the people that are giving that reputation a bad name. Yeah. Lots of people love hockey. Not everybody's a hockey dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean, that's still more socially acceptable than <laughs> the rest of it. I don't know. I think if you start, you know, trying to get dates in your hockey outfit and try to fuck in it, you'll probably get about the same weird looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold start, on. Let me get my pads on. Start walking around the in a, in a mall wearing full hockey gear yeah. and shit, you know, running up to people and like body checking them. Uh, I'm sure you'd get just as many photos taken. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Levy needs to watch this episode. <laughs> uh, have you, okay, so yeah, have you had good reactions, maybe even been the cause for someone to join the fandom themselves? I have been slowly dragging Adam, kicking and screaming into this fatum, <laughs> fatum. Fatum well, I mean, fandom yeah. for like 15 years. I was going to yeah. say, we, we managed to get him on the show, which I think is as far as we've gotten in some time. Yep. And he's a goat now. Yeah. Yeah. We branded him a he, goat. He's got it. Yeah. He's got a persona. He is fucked. <laughs> he, he, well, he doesn't have himself. A, well, he, yeah. And, and it, it's go. funny because he was like, but hyena. And I'm like, but goat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hyena's too typical for Adam. Uh, Adam, he's, he, he's a goat. <laughs> Just so atypical, you know. Yeah. Kind of buzz at you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely uh, have seen him like, chewing on yeah, a can. I was gonna say like almost. <laughs> I was gonna say almost literally like. I mean, he does eat everything. He does eat like, everything. Everything. Oh my god, it is. It's fucking crazy sometimes because like I see what he eats, which like go to Safeway, pick up ten dollar <laughs> sandwich that is made from a literal entire loaf of bread, eats it. Yeah, like that's one day. <laughs> Like, like that's a sitting <laughs> like it a loaf sometimes. of bread and and he looks like he does and i'm like i have i i'm so jealous I, of you I'm right now still trying to get him to tell me what the name of his tapeworm is <laughs> <laughs> franklin uh, franklin and yeah other good experiences well there was that type fucking one <laughs> uh that was both negative and positive yeah it was kind of both a little bit uh yeah i mean there was one time in Anthrocon, this woman like off the street was asking about all the animal people. So we like took her into the con <laughs> oh, wow. and took her to the zoo. You like abducted her? Oh yeah. my God. So like by the time she left, she fucking had like a persona and shit. Oh my that God. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That was great. That's a good way to introduce people to it. It's like, what is going on? Come see. Come see. Yeah. Join the party. One of us. Yeah. One uh, of it, us. It'd be like a fucking, um, like, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Just like, <laughs> come oh God. with me and <laughs> oh, you'll see. 
<laughs> Please <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> et cetera. You're, you're, you're crossing, <laughs> you're crossing things in the head. And We're crossing your the imagination. Streams. Oh, my uh, God. Okay. <clears throat> Someone um, needs to do a Willy Wonka Anthrocon music video. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you know several people in Calgary that would be totally up for this. Yes, except we need to get to fucking Anthrocon first. Okay, let's talk. Yeah. Um, uh, and the second part of the email, random question time. If you could pick any book to read and taught to children in school, what would it be? Uh, Vinyl Cafe Unplugged by Stuart <laughs> McLean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such an easy choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck, I don't know. All my all my reading things would not necessarily make good, like, yeah, I've, I've teach just, to children. I've just read a bunch of, like, fantasy stuff and... Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, nothing I would consider like teaching to kids. Yeah. No. See, and I'd be more like take the kids to the library and let them read everything they want because yeah. that's how you teach kids how to read. Um, I, I mean, I... I don't know about books, but if we're talking about like subjects, uh, lower level computing courses. Yeah. Well, if I wanted my kids to read a book, uh, realistically, I'd probably get them into the Harry Potter series of books because... Uh, the amount of reading comprehension required and the length of those books, that's like a year and a half of just them sitting quietly on a couch learning words. It, or, it's fantastic. Or the Animorph series. The, oh, my oh, God. Animorphs. I read the fucking shit out of that series. Yeah. I got most of Actually, the way through it. Well, like, when I, when I was younger, the, the book series that I read were, like, Boxcar Kids, Animorphs, um... What was the the Chronicles of Shannara? Mm. I never got through it all. I I've never heard of it. Uh, it's a it was a fairly popular fantasy. No. fantasy. Yeah, no. For me, it was definitely just Animorphs. That yeah. was my jam. Uh, I, I had would wait for fucking ever for the Scholastic Book Club to come. Oh to school my god! So right. Next, like four. And I yeah. I didn't just have the Animorphs. I had the Andalite Chronicles books. I had the mm. uh the uh what was the uh, the those weird oh. the hork vizier i think was what they were called yeah those weird aliens i had yep. those uh, uh they was it the hork? there there was also the I yurt f- chronicles i had like yeah. i had a bunch of the offspin books too yeah and the choose your own adventure ones yeah there was a bunch of those i hated those i, I, uh, I read the shit books. out of ev- ev- everything yeah. animorphs i actually had like there was that subscription to the box thing that you could get. Yeah, because yeah. they had the box that you filled up, right? Yeah. So I, I had that, and it had, like, the box with the fucking Animorphs logo. I even got into the series for all of four episodes, and I went, this isn't so very bad. good. It, oh, I was so excited and so disappointed. Yep. Because I, I expected so much more out of that. I expected it to at least resemble the books. I, yeah, I expected all. them to at least try. And it didn't. Yeah, it was no. just bad. It was oh. just bad. Coyote Sky mentions the Redwall series. Funnily oh. enough, I just started reading or listening to them, but uh, I've gone through six of them now. Oh, really? Yeah, they're actually quite engaging. Oh, and yeah, I and, like violent. Oh, yeah. I, like that, that actually was, violent. That was one of the things I'd heard about the Redwall series is that it's pretty brutal yeah. and maybe not really for kids. Actually, I, I read the shit out of um, some of the Redwall books, too. Yeah. Um and there was the show they had on Teletoon. That was uh, good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Curtis asks if the books make me make us hungry. Yes. 
they talk about food way too <laughs> goddamn much and it just makes me hungry all the time uh speaking of which i'm hungry now thanks yeah thanks coyote sky <laughs> thanks uh so question two what are you grateful for right now uh, um it's almost bedtime uh <laughs> i mean i'm really excited to move into my house yeah yes. that's, yes, that's that's pretty fantastic you actually got that's all settled now or that's uh, all i have to do is sign the closing papers sweet in like a month <laughs> in a month yeah it, no, they, they don't do it until the the actual sale of the house yep which is in the end of march but everything uh, else okay. is an escrow and stuff yep that's yep. pretty I, sick yeah i gave the realtors a large lump sum of money and oh it, it hurts yeah i was like well here's... especially when the mortgage pays out and it sits in your account for a little bit i don't know if yours did that uh no i i haven't been given the money yet okay i've, I've it, only given money you will the mortgage pays into an account and then they take it okay oh, it makes your bank look so good for like an hour <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh my god i'm rich just yep. r run to the bank just run up to the debit machine withdraw <laughs> withdraw <laughs> <laughs> default on the house immediately because <laughs> that's what would happen <laughs> yep it's just, just like you've owned this house for an hour how no, you haven't even owned it they yeah. went to give the money to the sale and were like it's gone where'd the money go ah <laughs> uh, default on a house before you even take possession <laughs> <laughs> oh man what else is there we should start that as a as a game for rich people how fast can you default on a house <laughs> uh, <laughs> make it, it a race turn it into a reality series <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh that would piss off so many people anyway i that, that's it for email right or is there more uh, we well there, there's more to this email okay keep going did did everyone give the thing they were grateful for Oh, I did. I I'm Vinyl Cafe Unplugged by Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this off the table. It's become too many answers. <laughs> what? Are, are you just looking at things around the room and saying that you love them? <laughs> what is the most important thing you can do for love? For love. Uh, I would do anything for love. But I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> fucking ow. <laughs> Uh, what's the most important thing you can do for love? Listen. Fucking listen. Yeah. Compromise. Like actually listen. I, I think listen is just the answer I have for that one. Yeah. It, it's probably the best answer. Also swallow your pride. Yeah. That's another big one. <laughs> uh, that could have gone a completely different direction. Also swallow. And swallow your boyfriend's loads. <laughs> He'll appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, uh, that is a good thing. Uh, you know, they, they do appreciate that. Do that often. Um, <laughs> but uh, you should be seen, not heard. <laughs> uh, oh. yeah, no. Uh, so, so yeah, the big one is listen. Also swallow your pride. Also reciprocate. Those yeah. are all important factors in all aspects too. Like, See, that's what not just in for. like, not just in like fights, not just in, you know, what do you want to do tonight and actually listening to what they want to do. I mean, like in all situations, even sexual, like actually listening to what your partner wants 
That is important. Actually, like, mm-hmm. just making an effort. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if you fuck up or, like, don't do it right. Just yeah. make an effort. Yeah. yeah. Like, and the number of people I've been disappointed by that, like, just clearly give no fucks. Oh, yeah. In, like, reciprocating... Well, your efforts and and the the other thing the other important thing too with the whole reciprocating and listening is you should be good enough at this and it should be habit enough that it's not a big deal this should just be automatic none of this should be hard fucking enjoy yourself right you should just you know you listen and it's a good time that's that is important, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, if, if you're sitting there and you're not having fun, uh, maybe that's oh. when you should start talking and they need to listen. But it's, yeah. it's like us doing this podcast. Yeah. We don't do it because, you know, we, we do it because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, as right. your relationship should be. Right. Exactly. Right. It's hard at times and it, it doesn't always work out, but it, we still like it. Well, and that's the thing is like even with, with with Ryu and I, right? There, there's definitely times of you know uncertainty and stuff. But the thing is, we talk and that all goes away. Yeah, right. You you work through it, right? Right. It, it, it's like you know, uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of examples of them fucking having trouble <laughs> i suppose that's probably a good sign but i mean you want to one examples of how relationships don't work just see my previous like <laughs> all of them um <laughs> that that that's a that's a sad statement i lead a very sad and depressing <laughs> life you make me a sad you make me a sad um but yeah no it's like on val like the other thing too is set time aside right um on valentine's day uh rio and i we went out for dinner right i work night shifts and i also had to get ready for this dinner because we were going to a semi reasonably fancy restaurant we went to char bar here in calgary Mm -hmm. they're delicious by the way if you're in calgary go to fucking charbar like rio and i were sitting there and like he's looking at the menu and he's like should we get some prosecco and i was like oh my god i want prosecco as the waitress walks up and puts down a complimentary glass of prosecco down in front of us and i'm just like it's like magic (laughs) it's beautiful (laughs) um but so we did that and like so i was working at seven we left at five meaning i was up at four to get ready before that, I needed to get a haircut. I needed to grab a shirt because none of my decent shirts really fit right now because I went off keto and gained a bunch of weight. But that's a that's a different story. Um, so that means and th- so that morning I got home from work. I waited till nine o'clock where when the hairdresser shop opens. I go to my car. My car is fucking the, the no battery. It's fucked. Stone cold dead. So I have to call fucking AMA. They take half an hour to get here. Boost my car. I head over. It's almost 10 o'clock by the time I show up, show up there. I asked them for a pretty decent haircut and all that. And th- that took like half an hour, 45 minutes. So now it's almost 11. I need a shirt. I go to fucking, you know, uh, Mr. Big and Tall grab myself a half decent shirt that I can wear that night and then 
get home, 12 o'clock, go to sleep, wake up at four, shower, and leave. <laughs> uh, right? I was exhausted. But the thing is, I wanted to do all of it because it was important to me that we have that night together. Yeah. Well, your love and happiness makes me sick. <laughs> but the, the whole point though is that you have to be, like it wasn't even in that like in that situation it wasn't even that i was like struggling or trying to make time or like oh i have to do all that no i like, wanted these are to the do things all you should of it. want to do out of the goodness of yeah the goodness I, of your heart and I, for want to make your partner happy exactly and, and that's the thing is i set that time aside and i did all that and yes i was exhausted but it was worth every second of it yeah so just being able to step outside of your comfort zone and want like, to do those things and want to be better and want to, you know, look, look nice if that's what I, matters to you. I, I think that much like in and of itself is a reason why, like, a lot of people try to pursue relationships to make themselves feel whole. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, like, which isn't really what you should be doing, because no. if you're a broken person, you can't. You are taking care of the second person, in essence. Yeah. yeah you you're both to, taking care of each other. It, it's definitely a two-way street all the time. Yeah. And there's nothing about a relationship that fixes problems you're currently having. Oh, God, no. Relationships make every problem worse. worse. Uh, it, it, it involves another variable, exactly. i.e. your Be, spouse. Because every problem now has another person involved. and yeah, Always. So it, it, it's, it's a matter of just being able to manage those properly and take care of them when they come up. And, you know, being able to talk to your partner and treat it as a team effort. Those are big, important things. And all of those things come from listen, swallow your pride. And, and his loads. And, and his loads. And, <laughs> and also enjoy yourself, right? Yeah. Th those are huge, huge, huge things, right? I did everything that day. right down. I did everything that day because I was enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. And right? you wanted the D. The, well, the whole thing. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that night was excellent. And the whole thing also made me feel better because I felt like I looked pretty good. And then, you know, I, you know, and now I also look good for him and he compliments me and that makes me feel good too. And I, he, you know, he feels good because I went out of my way to do this for him too. And th that whole thing. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we sort of went off on that one a bit. We did. Where, where are we in this email? Single. <laughs> oh. uh, God, could you not be such a killjoy with your singleness? Shut up, <laughs> fucking common law scrub lord. <laughs> I, I said, he's not, I said he's the not first thing law. that came to mind. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're the co you're the common law scrub lord. I, He's the I am. newly like new boyfriend smell kind of <laughs> new boy. It's been like two two in a two in a while. It's been two years. Yeah, two years in a while. That was our third Valentine's. So okay, yeah, it's been a bit. Anyway, uh, anyway, Roland's depressing love life aside. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for reading my ramblings, answering my quest, fun. Qu Answering fun questions and generally just being all around awesome floofs. Yay! Sincerely, Coyote not missing the stream this time, Sky. Huzzah! Yay. So, with that, I think it's go the fuck to bedtime. I do too. It's been I, a good I episode. I think it's about that time, yeah. Yeah.
we even got to talk about Valentine's Day because that was a thing that actually happened that we should have talked about. Yeah. That's a thing I don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> Uh, I get to go to Walmart and buy cheap candy, I guess. No, you, <laughs> I, you know, I think restaurants should have discounts for single people on Valentine's Day. Because <laughs> we don't <laughs> feel <laughs> like, okay, I, I really don't give a shit about Valentine's Day. Like, if I have someone to share it with, fantastic. That'll be great. But the last <laughs> but you're thing not gonna break I fucking yourself need up over is it. a fucking pity discount from the keg because I'm going there alone while there's fucking dozens upon dozens upon dozens of tables okay, with fine, happy couples fine. sitting on Valentine's fine. Day. Not the restaurants. The matinee show at the theater. No, I, yeah. I was going to say, like, I need, like, a fucking, like, all-you-can-eat, like, subscription to video-on-demand <laughs> All like, you can eat video on demand. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a singles Valentine to that me. Does. <laughs> that yeah. right there is singles Valentine. Or just a fucking all you can eat buffet, like singles Valentine discount, yeah. because that would be no, awesome. Free beer and a matin and a discount on the matinee showing at fucking Cineplex. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. You, you know, like $5 movie at Cineplex. Like, I'd be game for that. Yeah. Five dollar movie at Cineplex with beer. I, I yeah, I at least get watched somebody else's problems on screen, but like no way in hell am I going to a restaurant for a singles discount. One you'd <laughs> never get in without a reservation. And what's the what is the point? that was actually surprising? I called Charbar the day before, and <laughs> I was like, "Can I get a reservation?" They're like, "Yeah, sure." For what day? And I'm like, "Um." tomorrow and they were like uh <laughs> let me check and i was like yeah well, I mean, I there's, that'd yeah. Be there's the always the odd cancellation well and that's and the thing she came back she was like we actually just had a cancellation about 20 minutes ago yeah awesome. you just got super lucky yeah you i mean you probably could have called back and like yeah done that but yeah so that was a thing because it was like the day before valentine's and rio and i hadn't talked about it at all and I, we <laughs> kind of messaged we we're like we were both like so uh what are we doing tomorrow because like that's a thing <laughs> to be fair car and i figured out our dinner plans three or four hours before we went so <laughs> uh yeah see valentine's day was yesterday uh, uh, two days ago. Two days, two ago. days ago. I mean, either way, I was baked and playing Overwatch. Sweet. That excellent. also sounds like that an sounds excellent like time. time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. Right. Baked in Overwatch. Yeah. I'm. I'm going the fuck home. Yep. You all can keep talking if you want. But all right. Goodbye. No, well, I'm... we would like to thank Screen Fox and Omari for the music and the logo, respectively. Yes. Thank you. Also, thank you to all of our listeners. We yeah. love you very much. It's lies. You're all very special to us. It's all lies. <laughs> <laughs> also, a uh, very special thank you. Also, again, to all of our patrons. Uh, we love you a lot. You help so much. Um, for those of you watching on YouTube, be sure to click the like and subscribe button. Leave some comments. It's and great. notice we put this shit at the end. Yeah. It's not, at the, the end. The part you can just hit stop and you're done. And we don't do fucking seven goddamn well, minutes of it. Yeah, that we're paying, we're paying credit and asking you to do the things that help us and yeah. no more. Um, 
other than that, um, oh yeah, if you want to send us any emails or anything like that, you can send them to us at unfurled.net. That's us at unfurled.net. You can also go to our website, once again, unfurled.net, surprise, surprise, uh, where we have a contact form set up, as well as links to our Twitter, YouTube, uh, Telegram, channel, iTunes, all, all that of shit. that good stuff. And you can fire us off messages, on, you know, comments on YouTube and messages on Twitter. We do read all of them. Um, other than that, uh, good night and go the fuck to sleep. What, what What's the outro thing it, it, that Adam does? Uh, we love you. We'll miss you. Remember, remember, children, we love uh, you and we'll miss you. Beware Frickzilla. I that guess was that's an awful kiss sound. I guess that's the end. Then. I, need, I mean, the kiss sound has to be there. It's my marker to end an episode. Well, <laughs> I actually know what the waveform of a kiss looks like. Well, you know what the marker is this episode? What? It's the end now. <laughs>